So yeah, this week's episode on the notes and stuff. As I said before, we do have a little guest appearance, you can feel me, coming out of Atlanta herself. I got somebody special for y'all. So yeah, Indy, you can go ahead and, and take the request in. I'm go ahead and add you, you feel me? So yeah, as, and I said before, make sure I got y'all pins, y'all papers, y'all iPads, man, because she's coming to come through and rock the room. You feel me? Going ahead, go ahead and drop some knowledge, drop some gems on us. So yeah, when she get in, we will, we will start. We will get started. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am excited, man. I don't know if y'all realize, but I am super excited for this episode. Hey. Hey, India, how you doing? I'm good. How about yourself? Man, I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad. First off, I want to say thank you for just hopping on that podcast this week. You feel me? It's, it's an honor to have you on here. Thank you. I'm thank excited you. to be here. Most definitely. So give you give y'all a little tea on her. As I said before, early this week, you know, we do have an entrepreneur, a journalist, a prestigious HBCU student, college, Clark Atlanta University. You feel me? That part. She she is a big dog in Atlanta, out of Atlanta herself, Miss India. You feel me? AKA I call, I call her my sis, man. So you want to give the people a little um, background about yourself? You feel me? Before we get started. Okay. I can. All right. So my name's India Rice. I'm a sophomore at Clark Atlanta University. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a mass media student, mass media student, and um, yeah, I, I, my aspirations are to be a journalist um, and to eventually um, own my own, you know, platform to be able to, you know, spread journalistic news or to be on, you know, staff at a journalistic company. Just you know, giving people the culture the best way that I know how. Most definitely, most definitely. So yes, sir. Most and before we get started, y'all make sure y'all go follow her because you know she is, like I said, an up and coming journalist. I have read some of your, some of your um your articles, man, and I would say yeah, they have been honestly dope, and I can't wait for you know, just to glow. So you know when that when that glow comes like, oh yeah, I know her. I went to school with her, so I can't wait for you to glow. <laughs> Thank you. Same to you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So yeah, let's get started. So first up on our topic, you know, I just wanted to talk. You kind of mentioned entrepreneurship, and I like this topic. So first up, I wanted to ask you. You know, first off, what's your mindset on entrepreneur right now as it is? I think young people are like some of like the biggest entrepreneurs that there are right now. Like I, mm. I think young people are really driving the market of what people are buying. Whether you're like a, a millennial or you're Gen Z or even younger, like you see younger kids starting, you know, their own businesses as well. And I really think that's where entrepreneurship is right now. And I think it's such a rich environment. Like it's um like it's clothing lines, it's beauty business, like it's really creative. And I think that's just an awesome market to tap into and to just be your own boss, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. So with that, how, I know I know some people like, they're like, okay, I want to start my own business, but they never get around to it. You know, they are, it's a fear, it's like a stigma, like what, what, I'm not really sure how it's going to end up. So how, what, do you, what do you think like the biggest fear and how people can like kind of hurdle over that fear of like starting their own business? I think people should just do it. Like with my brand, Young ATL, like, I was just tired of waiting around. One, I was tired of being like, I was tired of working for people and like being told what to do. And then I was just tired of just not taking a chance on myself. Like you miss 99% of the shots that you don't take. So it's just like, I had to just take a shot on myself and just start doing it. Cause like people are either gonna support you or they not, but either way you're doing a good thing for yourself. So that's the most important thing. Just, if you wanna start a business, just leap at it. Like get an LLC or, you know, just, most importantly, start the business first, and then everything else will come in the end. Most definitely, most definitely. So, when you first started your business, like, what was one mistake you kind of realized you like you had to kind of fix, or you like you realized when people, other people started their business, like they got they kind of made this like similar mistake. 
Um, I think a mistake would be just thinking about what everybody else got going on. Like, oh, somebody you think, oh, theirs might look better or, you know, they're more popular, this or that, or, you know, what's cool and what's not. You really just got to stay true to your brand and what you're trying to aspire. And somebody out there is going to mess with it. And even if they don't, you know, they're going to see it at the end of the day. Like, it's for you. It's it's not for anybody else. And it's for your target market. Like, mine was for young people. Like, I'm trying to reach the youth. And, of course, mm -hmm. older people are going to, you know, tap in and support and stuff. But, really, I was trying to reach the youth. And I just think that's the most important thing. Whatever your brand is, you know, targeted at, make sure it's authentic and it's genuine. Because, you know, that can be like an issue. Just worrying about what everybody else got going on. Just stick to what you got going on. Right, right, right. So so how big is, like, would you say consistency is, like, when you started getting, like, when you, with your business and you're on the grind? I think it's very consistent. Like, me, like, I'm chilling right now because, you know, I'm in school and I've been doing, like, my journalistic grind. But for people who are just, like, going all in, that's the only thing that they're committing themselves to, or even if you're not, just be consistent and show people, okay, you know, I want you to keep coming back for more, keep putting out new things, keep, you know, just producing more content so that people can, you know, know that this is a brand that's here to stay or a company that's here to stay or any product that's here to stay and just let people know that that's what you want to do and that's how you're going to grow as a brand because people are going to want to see you and if they stop seeing you, they're going to be like, oh, where is that, you know? Most definitely, most definitely. And next up, so like, do you feel like I know a lot? You know, it's like a lot of people say, you know, I'm gonna start a business, I'm gonna start a business, but I'm gonna wait, I'm gonna wait for the right time. Do you, do you really think like there is a right time to like really start a business? <laughs> There's not a right time for anything. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? There's not a right like if we sit there and wait for the right time, then we'll be waiting forever. Like, mm. you know what I'm saying like. I, I have to stop, you know, I have to let go of that, like, oh, I'll be like, oh, okay, my plan to drop this this day, and then it'll be like weeks out, like, weeks out, like, I could have been doing the stuff that I said that I was going to do, but I was too scared or waiting on the right day, like, no, you just got to do it, like, that's all I can say, do it. And you kind of mentioned, you said, like you said before, consistently like getting your name out there, what do you, what do you think is like some other way, like, people can get their name out there with their brand and whatnot? Buying ad space, sending um, sending creator stuff for free so that they can post like to their PO boxes. Like I know you be like, dang, like why am I sending this stuff for free? But no, like they sending it for free like is the best profit that you can get because more people are gonna be like, oh she wearing it, so they gonna start you know buying it. And then um, just getting the word out, speaking, you know, sending people samples, showing people you know different things. Or like in my school, like you have the opportunity to be a vendor, like sign up for stuff like that and show people like okay she's everywhere or I'm everywhere like because the more people see you the more people are going to gravitate to what you have and want to you know continue buying exactly. and then so two three more questions on this topic right so next up I want to ask so with people are complexion ourselves you know we don't really see a lot of black owned business like we, outside of Atlanta you know it's not that many black owned businesses you feel me so first off what's your viewpoint on that I think black-owned businesses really like run the world like and I know it's kind of like a difficult thing to say because most people most businesses that we buy into are white-owned mm -hmm. but it's just like black-owned businesses like are really some of the things that you know really uphold you know us like the more we pour into black-owned businesses the more that they can become you know rich and more people can be like more people can know about them like, I feel like Black-owned businesses are so important because, like, 
if we're buying from other people that aren't pouring into our communities, then what's the point? So mm. you pour into to you know black-owned businesses that one are doing good things, make organic things, or make things that are relatable to us, and then you know our profit and our stock as black people just gonna keep going up. Right, right, right. So you mentioned like kind of pouring into our own and our our community or community. So I know one, I know like sometimes when our, our community we sometimes don't pour into those black owned businesses. So how do you think we can like start fixing that problem? Like start putting it like putting the effort and putting you know into our own black owned business in our community. Well, one I just think we gotta you know be diligent in finding black owned businesses because it can get hard. But we're in Atlanta, so they're everywhere, and right. just like stick to it and really put on for black people because at the end of the day if we don't have us then what will we have start you know start going to black owned pizza shops start buying black owned clothes you know start going to black owned hairstylists you know black um nail salons all this, all those types of things you know just to keep us afloat because you know if we disappear then what are we gonna have right 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 and then last but not least for this topic right wanted to before we before we hop off this one What's like what's like three advice? What's like three things you would give to anybody else like trying to start their own um, own business right now? Okay, um, you know, come up with something that's unique to you and that matters to you and will matter to other people. Um, jumping right into it, like, you know, you can plan, you know, plan you know, what you're gonna do, but make sure that when you plan, you're gonna put it into execution. And then lastly just do it like if you don't step out on faith and do something that you know you're really passionate about can serve yourself and other people then you just gonna be waiting so just start the business and then everything else gonna come later like okay once you start it oh people starting to you know see what i got going on and they're gonna start liking it and then you can start tweaking it like okay these are things i could do better these are things that you know other people are receiving well and just keep on tweaking it but most importantly just start the business and do what you got to do to make it you know Go crazy for you. Definitely, most definitely. Put, a, put us on for the coaches, man. Put us <laughs> on. So, little, little shit for Gary. So, you mentioned before, you know, you are multi-talented. Like, like you said, you, you want to do your own business. You are in the school for journalism, right? Mm -hmm. So, first off, I wanted to ask, how can being multi-talented be connected to, like, you know, just starting your own business and entrepreneurship in general? Being multi-talented means more money. Like, mm. that's all I can say. Like, being multi-talented means more money, means more exposure. If I speak Spanish, I can reach a Spanish market. If I know how to do hair, that's, you know, the beauty market. If I know how to edit videos, I can produce videos about me doing hair in Spanish on YouTube and make money and monetize myself off of that. Like, being multi-talented means you can get, like, a whole bunch of money in a whole bunch of different areas. Like, that's really what it is. Most definitely, most definitely. And so, for you, what makes you what makes you feel like so confident? You know, just expressing all your your all your diverse talents, your diverse talents. I think I'm still learning because, like, I'm mm. so young. Like, I feel like as young people, like we get caught up in like the grind, like yeah, 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 this that. But like, um, I'm just I'm confident in it because I feel like God gave it to me for a reason. So. I mean, how can I not be confident in what God gave me? You get what I'm saying? So I got to, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk, show people, okay, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. And, you know, eventually that's how I'm going to sell myself and people are going to, you know, want to rock with me. And that's how I'm going to be able to, you know, put other people on as well. So I'm just confident because God told me to do it and because I got to be. So you kind of mentioned you're still learning, which is, which is interesting. So how has the learning process been for you? 
the learning process, sometimes I think it gets stressful because like I'm so hard on myself and mm. because, like, I'm so young and I feel like I'm achieving things that I never would have thought I would be able to achieve, especially at my age. So, you know, I just think it gets hard sometimes just thinking about those things and, um, you know, it feels like I have a weight on my shoulders and like what I want to achieve. Like I want to put on for the culture, I want to put myself on and put everybody else on. So I feel like that's a lot, like that's kind of nerve wracking. And I feel like I have a lot in my hands. So it gets kind of nervous. I mean, nerve wracking sometimes. And that's why it's kind of like scary. Like, <laughs> well, definitely. And you doing your thing though. So I, I, I do want to just add, like, just keep doing your thing. Cause you are putting on for the culture for sure. Thank you. Thank so, you. Man, appreciate it. I'm, try, I'm trying. I got you on your level, though. I, I'm still, I'm still on ba making baby steps right now. Nah, you, you doing great. Anybody <laughs> on faith and doing something that they love is grinding and is doing awesome. Like, period. Like, for real. Appreciate it, too. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So next up, I wanted to ask, like, for like people who kind of shy away from like being more talented or work, like, and had that mindset, like, like you said before, like they're on the grind, so they're gonna focus on that one thing. Why do you, why do you think they kind of shy away from that? And, like, how can they kind of break that cycle? Why do they shy away from being multi-talented? Yeah, like just like kind of build I'm a diverse, uh, diverse talented. Um, I think people try and shy away from it just off of fear or mm. feeling like they're underprepared. And that to an extent, if you feel underprepared, you know, don't put out something that's not gonna be your best work. But being multi-talented is not something that you can just avoid. Like you're gonna be multi-talented. There's gonna be ways that you can capitalize on other things that you can do. But I feel like people try to compartmentalize it and work on this one thing because they're afraid that those things are going to fail. Or they're not going to be as good as what they're doing. But that's not the case. Just once you've mastered one thing, you're like, okay, I can do this. You know, you don't want to be a jack of all trades and, you know, master of none. So master what you're doing first. And then when it's like time to capitalize on other things, like let people know, okay, I can do this, you know, and just, you know, incorporate all those things in everything that you're doing. Right, right. So this, this this next question is kind of a mixture for the multi-talented entrepreneurship. So how big has has networking been for you? Like during, like while you've been in college so far? Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you asked me that. Because when I tell you, networking is my favorite thing ever. Like, mm. oh my gosh, when I got to Clark, networking really was like. That's what everybody told me. My mentor Kodak, he just instilled in my sister. Like, there are two people that I really look up to when it comes to networking because they also went to Clark and they, you know, put on in a certain way as well. And it's just like they were like, just network, get your name out there because your network is your net worth. Like the person sitting next to you, networking across, like your classmates and your peers, they gonna put on too, and they're currently putting on for the culture too. And network, you know, up because people in higher places are gonna be able to get you indoors. That you know, you never thought you would be in. So talk to everybody, network, get numbers, get contacts, say, this is what I'm good at, what are you good at, how can we collaborate? Like networking is the most important thing, especially in Atlanta and especially going to an HBCU because everybody walking through these classrooms, walking through these halls are multi-talented and have something to offer. And when you collaborate with other people who have amazing things to offer, like the possibilities are endless. So network, don't be afraid to be like, hey, what's your name? Here's, here's my name, here's what I do. Because I'm telling you, networking will get you through like, Mr. I pulled up to an event and I was like, okay, how am I gonna get these interviews? Like I can't, you know, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna get through the door. Mm -hmm. I walked to the door and Mr. Mr. Woodhouse is a freaking like, like the, uh, <laughs> you know I'm talking about Mr. Yeah. from Westlake. He um he just was like, come on, and I want to be that person for people too. So it's right. just like, 
when you know somebody, for them to like pull you through and help you, you know, do better in your talented. I mean, in your talents, that's awesome. And also be that person for other people. Like if you could put on somebody else as a, as a, at a young age or even in the future, that's important. So just network, network, network. That's all I can say. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely. That is crazy. That's that's a crazy story. So next up, um, for, okay, on a different aspect of the skill, right? Like introverts. They kind of, you know, they would kind of struggle with networking. So, what advice would you really want to give to them about like, like getting out their comfort zone and just networking? Then, I say you really just got to be hungry. Like, mm. you could be an introvert. Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, my anxiety is like I'm going crazy. <laughs> like, I don't know what to say. Are they gonna be like, no? But the worst answer you can get is a no. If you're mm. an introvert, think about that. The worst thing that can happen to you is a no. I mean, somebody can go off on you or whatever, but you can dip. Ain't nobody just gonna talk to you like that. But the worst answer you can get is a no. And if you really, really want something, think about, you know, the possibilities that you're gonna have once you say, hey, my name is, or, you know, just introducing yourself. So just really think about what you want and think about, you know, being shy in the moment and, you know, possibly missing a moment or getting a contact and just, you know, having a lasting relationship or friendship or connect just off of speaking. Like, being shy is cool, but like when you know that you want it and you know it'll help you, just try to do it and think about the lasting effects. And so this next question is a two-part question, right? So first up, for the first part of the question, how has being multi-talented helped you like while being black in the society we are in now? You know, it's kind of kind of set against us, but how has that helped you? Well, being multi-talented has helped me like as a black person in society um, by just beating the status quo. Like mm. white people, not white people. Let me readjust my focus. Some people think that black people are just like the bottom of the barrel. They have nothing to offer. All we can do is, you know, manual labor, which is okay if you do manual labor because that's awesome. But they think that we can only do one thing. And it's just like when you're multi-talented as a black person, you show people like, I can do anything I put my mind to. You know, black people can do anything they put their mind to. And that's just really important. And then one thing that I think that black people, like one talent that adds to just us being multi-talent is code switching. Like us code switching, that being a talent of ours helps us to get into other spaces. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If I could if I could turn on like how I'm talking to you right now, but I could be like, oh, well, this is how I speak in a room full of people who don't look like me. Then you can code switch and right you know, possibly help yourself advance in another way into another space and create another space where you don't have to code switch. So mm. being multi-talented really just shows people that we can do anything. Like there's nothing, like there's nothing holding us back. Right, right. And so for the second part of the question, I wanted to ask like, how has it helped you by like more specifically while being a black woman in society? Cause it, like, that, like, that's like a whole nother burden once you, mm -hmm. once you add on that. Well, being multi-talented as a black woman in society, um, I think that's important because it really helps you to connect with other black women. Like, I think it's important to build women to build up other women and especially other black women. So going out and showing people, okay, I do more than one thing will inspire another woman to tap into the things that she can do and just all of us to just continue to, you know, build up one another in our community. And also, it helps us tap into like the um like the money that black women are able to bring in like black women are some of like the most like it's 
the, the group of people that has like the most businesses like we do hair we do nails like we have some of like a lot like we have a lot of revenue off of being minorities owning businesses so i think multi being multi-talented in that industry really helps us out a lot when it comes to money and just building one another up and then lastly, well, lastly, just to answer, add on to that question, what do you feel like, like the biggest challenge for you then, if that's the case? The biggest challenge for me in what area? Just being like, put, as far as just putting, putting your name out there, being multi-talented, just like, as, like I said before, more specifically about being a black woman in society. Um, wait, we repeat that again? I'm sorry, I had just blank. He's straight. So what do you feel like the biggest challenge is for you more specifically while being a black woman in society, while being, you know, being multi-talented, wanting to start wanting to start your own entrepreneurship? The biggest challenge for me is just overthinking. Mm. Like I get in my head like, oh my gosh, like somebody's thinking it's not gonna be okay or this looks weird. I have to tweak it. Like, am I doing good? Like I just overthinking and making myself miss a moment that was mine. You get what I'm saying? Like making myself feel like what I'm doing is less than, or I'm not qualified, or having imposter syndrome, like thinking all these negative things, people just tune it out and just do you. Cause you notice like, I look at Kanye, Kanye do what he want to do and say what he want to say. And we love him still. <laughs> Most just, definitely. You just got to have energy like Kanye. Like just think I am the best at what I do. Don't right. put other people down, uplift other people at the same time, but still think I'm the best at what I do. And I'm just keep doing me. like. You just you know gotta stop overthinking and stop thinking that you're less than because you're not. Exactly that that overthinking that really did hit me because I'm not gonna lie I know for me for a lot of stuff in my past I was just overthinking it's the opportunities and like even with the podcast that was like one of the thing I had I had to made up my mind like you know I'm not gonna think overthinking too much I'm gonna just go straight into it so I, I most definitely when you say blast for like yeah. overthinking stuff. We be blocking our own blessings overthinking like who told you that and even if they didn't tell you that. What they gonna do? It one month you don't stop, no show. So you just gotta keep doing you. Most definitely, most definitely. And then, so next up on the topic, right? I wanted to get to the cancer culture. So since you are like, a, since you are a journalist major, I wanted to get your viewpoint on like just a cancer culture in general. On cancel culture, um, jeez, on cancel culture, I think that, um. I'm trying to remember what somebody said. Um, her name is Elaine. She was like on this show. I forget. She was like the editor in chief at Team Vogue. But she was like, we do cancel culture, but we don't teach. After we quote unquote cancel someone, we don't teach them what to do better. Like, I feel like instead of canceling someone, it, unless it's just like a, a horrendous thing that's like heinous and you can't, you know, that's different. But instead of canceling someone, just be like, you made me feel this way, and then we can go forward and try and fix it. But then, if, you know, you can't fix everything. So if you, if that person isn't receptive to, you know, learning what how to do better, then you just let that go. But you have to think about it. Would you want somebody to cancel you if, you know, you did something that was questionable or wrong? No. Or think about the things that we do on a regular basis or the things that we say without thinking. We can be getting canceled every day. Right. So it's just like, be be careful with you know with cancel culture and what you do because you never know what situation you might be in or you know what situation the person you know can learn how a person can learn from a certain situation in the future like cancel culture is cool but i feel like we begin canceling people for speaking their minds or just you know canceling people and not being 
you know, proactive and why we're canceling them. Like, I don't think you should just do away with people because you feel like, oh, I'm just canceling them off of just something simple. You know, like, I don't know. Cancel culture is like a weird, like, gray area that I can't even stand at times. So, okay, so would you feel like, do you feel like the, the trend needs to be, like, destroyed itself or do you mean recreate it or do you feel like you can just, like, kind of fix it and tweak it to make it a little bit better? Yeah, I think cancel culture should be tweaked. Like, we really, really, I, I think we cancel people, like, we have this God complex, and I'm gonna cancel you. Like, you did this, you don't deserve, like, you deserve to be stopped. Like, you need to, your money need to stop happening. But it's just like, we're quick to cancel, like, other black people and women and other creators, you know, that we're, like, on the same level with, but we're scared to cancel people up in big business or cancel people who are, like, in politics who are, you know, harming us. You get what I'm saying? So I feel like we really have to be strategic about cancel culture if it's going to be, like, something that we're going to continue participating in. Right. And so, okay. So how would you say kind of affected our uh, social media doing? I think it has people walking on eggshells. Mm. Like, I'm not going to say some people don't deserve to be like, oh, like, if somebody does harm to, like, to other people with no compass about, no moral compass, or, you know, it's really just doing it because they want to be a butthole. But think about it. Some people, um, some people are just speaking their mind. And I feel like it makes people more hypersensitive and it makes people feel like, dang, if I say what I want to say, am I going to get canceled? Like, I don't think we should have to walk on eggshells. Like, social media is built to share different things. Like, don't openly disrespect other people, but, you know, still speak your mind. Like, I don't think, I think cancel culture has really made us just stop wanting to speak our minds or, you know, stop doing certain things in our lives. And really, we shouldn't have to worry about that. Right, right, right. So last up on this topic, right, I wanted to ask, um, why do you feel like it's so easy for people to kind of hop on to that trend then? I, because it's a trend. I, that's all I feel like, because it's a trend, like, literally, when something populates and, like, you see the comments and everybody's going in, like, oh my gosh, like, we're gonna shame them, we're gonna take their money away, they don't deserve to live, all this type of stuff, and you like, oh, like, whoa, let me... Let me hop on the hate train. Like people want, people want somebody to hate. Like why we gotta hate all the time? So I think that's why people tap into it because it's it's easy to do. You know what I'm saying? People just want somebody to hate. People want drama to spark. So you might as well let's just cancel somebody today. You know what I mean? Right. Okay. Cool. Cool. So man, I was I just before we get to this last topic, I just want to say you have been dropping some knowledge you've been putting on for the coaches, so I want to give you a round of applause. I want to show you some love first off before we, before we get to this last topic. And with this last topic, I know this is one, I know this one is close to me. So I wanted to ask you, like, first off, how do you feel, like, as being a college student, right, how do you feel, like, college has affected your mental health? Um, especially during the pandemic, college has kind of made my mental health like depreciate in a sense because I feel like I don't know like just the idea of having to turn something in every day having to show up to a class and sit through it all day or just like you know just all the stresses that come with school like and I feel like during a pandemic like it just adds like a lot of weight to what we're feeling like sometimes when I'm doing like during school like my anxiety was just up like I was like okay I have to entertain a whole bunch of people all day I have to 
you know, keep up with my schoolwork. I had to keep up with social life. So it was kind of just like stressful because I was like, oh, like what am I going to do? But I don't know. I think taking a break and really, you know, sitting with how I felt really helps me to build my mental health back up. But during school, like, I don't think it's like, it's not just like grade A excellent. Like school has a bearing on how I feel. Right. So I want to ask you this for like, to be more specific, like probably your freshman year. I know for me, being a freshman and Xavier, I'm not gonna lie. This Saturday we had we had our first freakout final, and I'm not gonna lie. My mental health had plummeted during that test. Like I had a legit breakdown. I was just like, bro, you know, way we're gonna learn this. We're gonna do this test. We learn some of these concepts. And so I had to get back on my game real quick while I was taking the test. So I want to ask, like, how how do you feel like it affected your mental health as a freshman? How you feel like you kind of can how you can bounce back from it if you if you already have? Um, as a freshman. <laughs> As a oh my gosh, as a freshman in a pandemic, I was like, I'm in a pandemic. I hate school so much. I hate it. Like, mm. I was stressed out. They were inconsiderate about what was going on. You know, we in a whole pandemic. Like, I'm stressed about the coronavirus and being stuck in the house. And y'all telling me I got 50 11 tests to do in one day. Like, no. And then when my dad passed at the end of the year, like, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do school. Like, at all. So freshman year was really difficult for me. I was all over the place. But I was able to pick it up in the summer by just doing what I wanted to do. Like, when it's a break, take a break. Like, don't think about school. Don't think about what you got going on. Don't anticipate the new year. Like, you, you're going to be like, oh, like, this is fun. Like, I'm excited for a new year. But when you're ready to take a break, take a break. And that'll help you rebuild your mental health. That's how I rebuilt my mental health. I took a break. I meditated. I did what I wanted to do. I went to Rolling Wild, which was crazy within itself. And I was just like, being around my friends and do what I wanted to do helped me, you know, build my mental health back up. Most definitely, most definitely. So next up, I wanted to ask, why do you like, like, um, as as colleges, our mental health kind of go so much unnoticed. Like when, when you when you start talking about the topic, it, I, hmm, that's a great question. I think it goes unnoticed because of a lack of empathy and a lack of people being in those spaces to understand what we're going through. Like I know we have like teacher, we have to you know work collaboratively with teachers and they have to work with us, but I don't think they understand the struggles that we go through on a regular basis as being a student, us having to turn in these assignments, us having to, you know, be away from home if you are, us having to navigate a pandemic and, you know, uh, social life and all these different things while also being a student. Like, the world is against us. Like, <laughs> it feels like it if it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I just think it's really a disconnect there. Mm. So okay, you you, you so you, you kind of really tapped into my next question. Then. So how do you feel like schools and like black professors they like they can fix this the, uh, the issue on their end by being empathetic? Like oh my gosh, like I cannot tell you when my dad was like transitioning. Mm -hmm. Like I was like okay, you know I have to go to the hospital today. Like I'm gonna miss class today because you know my dad's in the hospital. And like some teachers will literally look at you and be like, I don't care. So mm. when you're a teacher, be empathetic. Think about how when your boss is riding your back and you have all these different things, you know, you have kids at home, you have grades to turn in. Think about how that makes you feel and then be empathetic with us and be like, I don't want to give the same energy that's given to me to these students. I want to give them a break. I want to show them empathy. I want to show them that, okay, even with all these things going on, you still can get through, you still can do your work and you can still be a better person, you know, outside of it. Just be empathetic and think about the impact that you as a teacher can have on a student. Mm. Mm, okay. So 
so secondly then okay so you kind of you kind of you mentioned it like all the outside factors of your life you know just not mentioned like not even like encountering school but, like so how do you kind of balance like all the other aspects of your life and then your school and also and combine with that thing? um i don't think i do <laughs> like Data Waiter was like, she was, um, she did a posting on a corner interview and they said, how does she balance? You know, I'm not a mom or like, I don't do like half of the things that she does, but she was like, there is no balance. You just gotta mm. make it work. Like, and that kind of sucks because I'm still, maybe I should find out a balance and how to, you know, you know, balance them all. Mm. But recently, I've just been making it work by one, not taking everything so serious because everything is not worth your high blood pressure or your thoughts. Um... Um, give yourself grace, like show grace. Be like, okay, even though I missed this, or I might have, I might not have passed this test today, or I might not have gone to this party today. I'm okay. I can recover from it, and you know, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. And really, not trying to appease everybody. Like you can't please everybody. Think about that. Like mm. don't be trying to, you know, don't be trying to do everything for everybody. Really consider your mental health. And just, you know, do what you got to do for yourself. And that's really how I make it work. Like, I don't try and do too many things on one day. I don't try to pack too many things, you know, into one week. And if I do, I just got to take time for myself, nap, eat, and then, you know, work on the next thing. Just do everything in small increments and think about how it'll help you in the long run. Right. And so for the last question, you kind of mentioned it. So do you feel like time management can kind of help with, like, this, with, this, with this issue then? Definitely. Like, last night, I was like, oh my gosh, I had this, like, a crazy week coming up, and I got a lot of stuff to do. So I was like, let me just plan. Like, I've never used a planner. I just think about things in my head, like, oh, snap, I got to do this. But mm -hmm. literally, in my reminders app, I put the dates, the times, the addresses, everything that I that I need to be, and I plan out my time accordingly. Like, if, if say you have an assignment that's due, and you're like, damn, I'm going to go to this party. And you know, it's human. If you're not gonna do the assignment for you go to the party, like it's, it's you're human. You don't have to do everything it's all the time. Like you don't. Mm -hmm. So say you at the party, okay, I'm gonna just type up a couple sentences while I'm on my phone. You know, maybe that. Or be like, okay, I'm gonna leave from the club. I'm gonna go to sleep. I'm gonna wake up, say 6 a.m. Your class is at eight. You're gonna bust down this work and then, okay, you're gonna be straight. Or like, you know, just doing stuff like that to keep yourself up. Just work around your schedule, work around, take your mental health into account and make sure that you're just allotting time to do what you need to do. Most definitely. So, this, dang, this, is a, this is a dope episode. Thank you again just for hopping on. So, before mm -hmm. we before we uh, start doing the closing statements, is there anything else you want to just, you know, just tap into before we, uh, before we start wrapping it up? Um, really just really just like take your mental health into account you know what i mean like i feel like in this world like we have so many we're you know trying to be entrepreneurs we're trying to network we're trying to be students we're trying to do all these things it's just like take your mental health into account don't do anything beyond the means of your mental health you know what i'm saying if something makes you feel anxious don't do it or right. you know if you feel like a certain situation is lacking you know try and you know step into it you know with ease don't go full force just be like okay maybe i could tap into like this area like just Think about your mental health, you know, take days for self-care, don't stress yourself out, and really just do what you need to do to take care of your mental health, because if you're not okay, then nothing else will be okay. You can't do all the things that you want to do if you're not mentally okay. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, 
end your career, end anything before it even starts. You get what I'm saying? So really just tap into your mental health and really do what you want to do. No matter what anybody else in this world has to say, do what you want to do and be who you are completely authentically. Don't live for anybody else but yourself. And that's really what I have to say. Well, definitely. The young goat has, has spoken, man. So <laughs> I, I hope y'all was taking notes because I know for sure I got, I got a lot of stuff I got to you know chew on after what you didn't what you didn't you know talked about. So, so before and, and also I wanted to extend the offer for a part so you know just hop, hop back on here you know if you feel like it. I'm down. Whenever Most. you want. This, I like obviously I like talking, but because I'm a mass media major, but I feel like you know it's just cool to collaborate with other people and hear what they're thinking. And also trying, you know, drop some gems, you know, for other people as well. Like, I just think this is an amazing platform that you've set up. Like, I think it's so good to, like, be able to, for you to give out, you know, nuggets of information for the culture and for other people. Because people really need it. People need other people, other young people, to talk about what's on their mind and what we're going through. So I really applaud you for this. This is really dope. Like, I really think this is awesome. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, sis. Appreciate it. Even if even if me blush, appreciate it. <laughs> but I truly do appreciate it, and I really can't wait for the part two. That means I got I, I got to start going and start thinking up some more topics then yeah. for a for a part two. So yeah, appreciate it again. Also for y'all, I hope y'all enjoyed this. You know this episode. Or, you know of a note to self, man. India was going was fitting gym. She was fitting knowledge for us. So I hope y'all took notes. And you know, also when we after this end, you know, if there's anybody you may think need to go ahead and share it. You know, like she said, we, she mentioned before, groups are sexy to me. So it's one it's one thing when we oh, when one person come up, but when we we'll all come up, we putting on for the culture. So go ahead and share this. You know, to anybody that you may think need it, man. Because we all got to see. So I hope y'all have a wonderful week hope each and every one of y'all also have a wonderful break you know like she said before take this time out for yourself so you know you, mm-hmm. you can rejuvenize yourself you can re-energize your, you know get back right in the mental in the, in the right back in the murky mental state so yeah most definitely take this time out india appreciate it again for coming on and hopping on with us man thank you for having me like again i say i really do apologize for this like just keep going crazy like Oh my gosh, like it's so awesome that you're another young person that's talking to me, a young person, like like we know what we doing, like <laughs> it feels good. Like that that's a way to boost confidence, like you know, leaning on one another and just creating content that really matters. So this is awesome. Most definitely. Thank you again. I hope you have a wonderful week and a wonderful break as well. You too. I right, can't wait till next time. Y'all have a great week. See y'all next. All right, bye y'all.